Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity may contain explicit and questionable content. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual podcaster Rebecca Adams and are not based on the advice of a licensed therapist, psychologist, or psychiatrist. Listener discretion is strongly advised. Human lives follow many paths, presenting twists and turns and choices never planned, never expected. Temptation, anger, depression, and loneliness all can lead a person to a mistake they can't take back. Facing judgment and isolation, a person can feel very alone. These are the voices of women who have chosen to cheat on their spouses or partners. Hear their stories. This is Raw Truth, Stories of Female Infidelity. Welcome, everybody, to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope everybody has been doing well. As I sit here and look at the story in front of me, and the original run dates will be September 26th and then the second half on October 10th, it's just hard to believe we're getting into this late part of the year already. I mean, what happened? Wasn't 2021 supposed to be better than 2020? Has it been? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just want a vacation. I want to go someplace fun. With regard to the podcast, I think we've had some pretty good topics lately for the Ponder episodes. Uh, if you don't typically listen to those, they're fun. They're just talking about controversial type topics, taboo things, um, like the one that ran on 18th, I think it is, was um, was uh, about why older men tend to like younger women. And in the past, we did why are women looking for younger men. You know, it's just kind of fun. And it looks like we've got revenge cheating still coming up. I've been gathering some information on that. Um, let's see here. I have more written down, but just not in front of me. Um, but if you've been a military situation where your spouse was deployed and you were at home and you cheated, or if you were a deployed spouse and you cheated, you know, I don't need full on stories. I'm just trying to gather situations that has happened because I want to talk about, okay, what happens when this when these people leave? And the Marine, who you know that I'm with, he was married the first um, when he when he was deployed when he was young, his first wife, and there was some suspicion that she was unfaithful. And I'm working on getting him into my studio so he can share his stories because he had been uh, cheated on several times. But he would mention that he would see his fellow um, Marines who he knew were married screwing around when they were deployed and um, other places. So I know it happens probably more often than not. So I'm looking for little things on that and any other topics you guys want other people's opinions about and thoughts email them on over to me, rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com. And we can certainly um, start working on gathering thoughts and opinions. 
on Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, I share stories of women who have been unfaithful to their spouse or partner. I provide them with a safe place to be able to explain what happened and why they chose the direction of infidelity. If you have been through this, whether it be because you were unfaithful or you were betrayed, you know that you just can't open the topic for discussion with your family and friends. It can be very lonely to process it all on your own. I know from my own experience, when I was being unfaithful, the emotions that can all be too consuming. These reasons are why I chose to create this podcast. I don't condone infidelity. But it happens, and I refuse to place judgment on anyone. But I also feel it is just as important to learn what the husband or partner endures when this truth is revealed. What was it that led him to feel suspicious of her? How did he find out? How did he process all of this and what would he do next? How could he confront her? About five minutes later, I'm still not sleeping, but I hear a conversation on the phone over the music. I heard Becky on the phone, but her voice was different. It had a slower, seductive sound to it with a smile on her face. It wasn't a normal phone voice for her. At this point, I was wide awake and realizing something was going on. When I heard her say, I'm just wearing a bra, I decided to see what the hell was going on out there. I walked out to her in the living room, lying on her back on the carpet, pillow behind her head, phone in one hand and the other hand down her pants. I was stunned. She saw me and froze. She said to the other person on the other end of the phone line, well, my boyfriend is up, so I'm going to let you go. And she hung up. I asked what this was all about. Who was that on the other line? She told me she was talking to her cousin. I said, your cousin asks you what you are wearing often? By subscribing to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity on Patreon, you will get to hear these stories from the husband or partner's point of view as they share their side of the betrayal. Has your wife or partner been unfaithful? Have you not had anybody to really talk to about it? You're not alone. Perhaps you might even want to share your side for the show to help others. Visit rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com and select Patreon to subscribe. Pledges start at $3 a month for the No Judgment tier. Not only do you get two extra stories a month, you get early access to the regular Raw Truth Stories ad-free and my outtakes. When you select the I Love This Podcast tier, which is $5 a month pledge, not only will you receive everything in the No Judgment tier, you will receive a No Judgment bracelet and an acknowledgement on a future Raw Truth episode, first name only with your city and state. All right, well, let's get started on today's story from Josephine. I was born in a small city. I was an easy child for my parents. However, sometimes during elementary school, I was struggling to fit in. Despite that, I made some good friends. My childhood was easy, even though my parents were more severe than most of the parents I knew back then. 
They were traditional. In fact, I was the only kid of my age having to go to church every Sunday. I hated that, but hey, could have been a lot worse. My parents came from a very small village, and they were old-fashioned and very close-minded. So, as I grew up, I wasn't feeling like I could ask questions about life, about sex, about relationships, about what's right and what's wrong. Sometimes, as a teenager, I would go to my best friend's mom. She was an open-minded mom, and she loved me very much. I spent so much time at my best friend's house during my teenage years that at some point I fell in love with my best friend's brother. He was my first real love, my first everything. It took some time before I was able to have his attention and with hindsight, I realized that he took advantage of me for a long time before we were officially dating. He would be touching me while we watched movies with his sister and another friend. And because I was in love, I let him. I was at the end of high school when all of this was happening. Therefore, even though I had perfect results and a brilliant future in front of me, I kind of lost interest in school. I failed some exams at the end of high school just because my hormones were controlling me. Partying and getting my friend's brother, let's call him Ben, to love me were my main goals. I succeeded, kind of. He did fall in love with me, but as of today, still not sure it was love, but I took what he gave me, and I first had sex with him in his parents' basement. I was 16. Then, we had sex all the time even when his parents or sisters were in the room next to his. All. The. Time. His parents, that I had known my whole life, seemed okay with it. My best friend was causing so much trouble on other levels, they had to put all their energy onto her. Since my parents didn't want me to be alone in my room with him and the door always had to be open, we were always at his parents' home. A few months after we started to date, he started to see another girl, a girl that he was working with. I was 17 at the time, and I was still naive and would believe almost everything he told me. However, since I was suspicious, I would follow him sometimes, but I could never prove anything. At some point, he broke up with me. I would see his car at her house every night. My heart was crushed for the first time, but as I continued studying, I chose an easy path just to satisfy my parents, I would have the same goal, make him fall in love with me again. I don't know what happened with the other girl, but after a few months, we were back together. This went on for four years. My friendship with my best friend suffered from this relationship, as I put all my energy into my relationship. During those four years, I ignored some red flags. I thought we would marry and raise a family. At least, he told me so. We talked about it a lot, and I was really happy to believe him. One summer, he had to leave for a few months for work. He never came back. Yes, physically he came back, but emotionally, his heart belonged to someone else. 
first night we had sex. It was okay, but I could see something was wrong. Something was off. A week had passed, and he was still acting so strangely. There was definitely something wrong. So while he was at work, I found his password and therefore his emails. There were multiple emails from the same girl. Not just flirting emails, but emails that said, quote, So did you talk to her? Did you break up with her? End quote. The girl explained that it was done on her side. She left her husband. I understood very quickly what was coming. I decided to confront him. At work. Yep, I did that. I got in my car and drove dangerously to his workplace. I went in and started to lose it. I was screaming. His boss came to us and very nicely said that he was authorizing Ben to take a break and to go outside to talk. We didn't go far. In the steps, in the front of a lot of people, I yelled at him asking about this girl. I even said her name and still... He denied everything, said I didn't know who I was talking about. I threw in the air the emails that I printed out and left. I remember driving at almost 95 miles an hour and I didn't care. I almost wished I would die in an accident. My heart was not only crushed by the loss of my lover, but also hurt by the betrayal. It took me years to recover from this. I stayed single for six years. During those six years, I had sex with a few men, maybe more than a few. I don't remember everything as it was a troubled time for me. But what I do remember, it's that a lot of these men were married or in a relationship. There were two reasons for this. One, they wouldn't get attached, which was perfect for me. And two, I wanted to prove that all men were cheating assholes. It wasn't too complicated to get a man in my bed. I'm not a top model, but I'm beautiful. The girl next door kind of beautiful. My friends would not approve, probably because they had boyfriends and wouldn't want a girl like me to cross their path. But I did it anyway. I slept with a guy, let's call him Jim, that I had known while I was with my ex. At this time, I liked him, but I wasn't his type. He had a girlfriend and I had a boyfriend. However, when we met randomly a few years later, he would be happy to cheat on his girlfriend with me. This lasted a few weeks, and then we didn't talk for a couple of years. It was fine by me. I knew he had someone in his life, but I liked him more than I would admit. A couple years later, I don't remember why. We talked on Facebook or something like that. At this point, he already had his first kid. That night, his girlfriend wasn't home and the baby was sleeping. I knew it was so wrong on so many levels, but I accepted to go to his place so we could have sex. We did. After that, we didn't speak for a while. At work, there was a guy that I was interested in, for sex of course. He was married and he refused to sleep with me even though I knew he liked me. This changed everything. He was the first one to resist. At least, I could see that there were good guys out there. A few months later, I was moving to a bigger city, a few hours away from home. A fresh new beginning. I met a few guys that I flirted with at work, but nothing more. I was finally ready to commit to something. 
I wanted kids. I wanted a boyfriend, a real relationship where there is love involved. On Facebook, I saw that Jim had just married. He never told me about this wedding until a few weeks ago when we had seen each other. I thought, what a major asshole. A few weeks later, his wife was pregnant with their second child. He tried to contact me during this year, but I didn't reply. And that was the end, for now. At work, I met someone. A special someone, a handsome man with an attitude and a deep voice, a manly man. He had a kid from a previous relationship, and he had shared custody with the mom. I thought that he was reliable, that he could be the father of my kids, and we fell in love very fast. So fast, in fact, that a few months later I was pregnant. Once again, there were a lot of red flags that I ignored because I was blindsided by love. We became a family really quick. My man is the jealous, possessive kind of guy. He made it clear a lot of times he wouldn't stay with me if I cheated on him. Years went by and trust wasn't an issue anymore. Sex has always been great, never been a problem. He knew I loved him and understood I wouldn't cheat on him. It was easy for me to promise that, as I never planned on cheating, and I thought he was perfect for me physically. But as the years went by, I also discovered that he had an alcohol problem. We fought about this a lot of times. Some things happened during social events with friends. I was so ashamed of him. Slowly but surely, I didn't ever want to plan anything with friends. I had reconnected with my best friend a few years before, and she was there every step of the way while my relationship was building. Even though she loved me, she wouldn't believe me when I said he had a drinking problem. In fact, no one would believe me, because the times he went too far, they would see it as an accident. But of course, they didn't live with him on a daily basis, so what would they know? That's something I've had to struggle with alone, which became very difficult. The discussions with my boyfriend were more and more pointless as he would never admit to having a problem. When he drank, he would become aggressive and loud and just, well, I didn't love this man when he was drinking, and he was drinking almost every day, except maybe Monday and Tuesday, which would give him a good conscience. Two years ago, as I felt more alone than ever with this, I started to feel like I was missing something. I was always afraid of what the evenings would look like, at what time my boyfriend would be drunk, and I would hate him again. There was just no more fun in my life. I had some activities, saw friends, but I was always nervous to leave my daughter with him, even though he's always been so good with the kids. But I never knew if he was going to drink too much that night, and I was worried. That's also the main reason why I didn't split. To fill the void, to feel something, I started to play casinos online secretly. I played and played so much that I lost $35,000. This lasted more than a year before I was able to stop because the excitement was there and I liked the risk. To this day, 
absolutely nobody knows this. I have debts because of that. I struggle to pay the bills and these debts. I feel awful about this, but I understood why I did it. I felt trapped and searched for something that would make me feel happy and alive and excited. It was artificial, but I will pay the price for a lot of years to come. It will be my secret as I'm too ashamed to talk about that with my friends and family. It is my burden. And this will bring us to the end of today's episode. In two weeks, we will be back to complete Josephine's story. As you can tell by the end of this, she's doing everything she can to placate her need for excitement. But is that going to be enough? We will find out more about her infidelity situation that occurred in two weeks. You have been listening to Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity. Your support of the podcast is truly appreciated. Be sure to visit my website at rawtruthstoriesoffemaleinfidelity.com to access story guides, subscribe to Patreon for bonus episode of the men's side of female infidelity, and to vote for this podcast to be in the Hot 50 Countdown for Podcast Magazine. To submit your story for the show, share feedback, or if you have a Let's Ponder suggestion, please email it to rebecca.rawtruth at gmail.com or send by snail mail to Rebecca Adams, P.O. Box 821064, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. Every story is always anonymous. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show. Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity is produced and edited by Rebecca Adams. You can follow the show on Facebook at Raw Truth Stories of Female Infidelity, on Instagram at Podcast Raw Truth, and on Twitter at Raw Female. Thank you again, and be kind to one another, be kind to yourself, and always remember no judgment. Goodbye.